There are several things the Chargers can do to find success against the Cleveland Browns, but make no mistake about it, this game will be decided on whether or not they can stop Nick Chubb. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogmeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together now for six seasons, but it's our fifth season as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys for making us your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. And David Chargers have a very important game trying to get back over 500, getting to three and two against a very flawed Cleveland Browns team. But the Chargers are flawed as well. But there's one thing you see when you turn on the tape of the Cleveland Browns, and it's I want a Nick Chubb, right? And with the Chargers volatile run defense, that is going to be the main thing that goes and decides this game. But one of the things the offense can do to help it is by getting out to a fast start. And there's a couple of things in a couple of ways they can do that and get on top of the Browns and get them off of their game plan. But we also have to get into our bold predictions and our game predictions. I have some uh, superstitions I'm going to be sticking with at the end of the show for my bold prediction. See if I can coax out another big performance by the Chargers, big time receiver. But today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And David, this game starts in one place, and it is how are the Chargers going to deal with Nick Chubb and really just the entire Cleveland Browns rushing attack. I mean, they have a two-headed monster with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, but Nick Chubb is a special guy. Like the fact that I said yesterday, it's surprising he doesn't get mentioned more with the Jonathan Taylors and the Derrick Henrys of the league because when you watch this dude, he is an absolute freak. He's very consistent, and this entire game could be decided on if the Chargers can at least slow down Nick Chubb. No question about it. Nick Chubb is a dangerous, dangerous man. And it's the reason why the Cleveland Browns are one of the few teams in the league that actually run the ball more than they pass the ball. They run the ball 37.25 times per game on average. They pass the ball 31.75 times per game on average. So they are going to run the ball early and often throughout yeah. this entire game. And when they do run the ball and when Nick Chubb does have the football in his hands, he's going to be running to the outside primarily. That is where he gets his big money. When he is running behind left tackle, he's averaging nine yards per carry. When he is running behind the left guard, he is earning 8.7 yards per carry. So, You have to be sound on the perimeter when you're going up against Nick Chubb and you're going up against Kareem Hunt. They are going to attack it. They're going to force your corners to tackle, and you got to be ready to be physical and bring him to the ground. Yeah, and that's the thing that scares me with the Chargers is every single big run that we've seen them allow, right, which is three straight games of giving up at least 50-plus yard run at one time (sighs) or another in the game, right? If you take that away, the Chargers have been a decent run defense, but it just seems like, hey, This is something that's happening every week. And if you go back to 2021, Nick Chubb had like a 50-yard touchdown run in that game as well last year. Chargers ended up winning, though, and the Chargers offense will be the best one that the Browns have faced this year. But this also has to do with Jacoby Brissett, too. And and when Mm -hmm. I think about, you know, the Chargers stopping the run, like 
when I say that, I don't mean, hey, they need to bottle up Nick Chubb and they can only allow him to get, you know, 80 yards in this game. It's more like just make enough plays, right? Yeah. Get that first down run stuff where they lose four yards. With an offense that's so dependent on the run, that could be something that derails a drive. So, like, I know it's not going to be pretty a lot of the time, but if you let them get four first downs and then you send them one time back or take advantage of a holding call, right, where they're now made making Jacoby Brissett have to throw the ball like that, I think is where you're going to find the most success. And I think one of the other things, David, that has to happen in this, you're trying to get the ball in Jacoby Brissett's hands. They have a really, really good offensive line. So it's going to be hard to do even when you have the obvious passing down situations. But I think the other thing about this is though you have to swarm tackle. There's not one guy that's going to bring down Nick Chubb, right? You have to be more solid on the perimeter because all these plays are breaking to the outside. And if you can do those things, if you can make, I just have muck it up, muck it up in the trenches, like make him stop his feet, make him have to redirect in the backfield and lose all of his momentum. Because if this guy gets loose in the secondary, it's going to be a problem for this Chargers secondary that doesn't tackle very well. And if you can get those few stops, David, you could get the ball in Jacoby Brissett's hands, and I think that's eventually where you want it. That's exactly where you yeah. want it. With Jacoby Brissett, he doesn't take chances. And you look at the stats, when he throws deep, and I mean past 20 yards, he's 4 for 11 with two interceptions and no touchdowns. Yeah, 59 of his attempts are under 10 yards. He only has 30 attempts ugh, over 10 it's crazy. Yeah. He just does not throw the ball past the six. He does not take chances. He loves he to throw all- the ball underneath on third and longs, too. Like, if you get him in those third and longs, there's a good chance he's going outlet and he's going to throw it underneath and something that's going to be short. Yes, exactly. So be ready for those design rollouts. They like to roll him out and get some of those really easy completions and the short passes. That is the attack in the passing game. And when he is throwing the ball he's throwing it to david njoku the tight end and amari cooper the wide receiver so you need to make sure that you are identifying where those two gentlemen are at all times in the passing game in those known pass situations when you get those uh and i love what you said about you know taking advantage of a penalty or making sure that you just put them behind the sticks because that's all it could take yeah that's literally all it could take to throw them out of their rhythm and then you get them off the football field and you get that high-powered Chargers offense on the field and you let them do damage yeah and and when they do get them in those obvious passing down situations somebody's got to get home I mean since Jack Conklin came back for them two games ago they've given up five pressures in each of the last two games their offensive line is really good Brandon Steele is going to have to earn it. He's going to have to manufacture it, I think, a little bit in this game, especially with Kyle Van Noy already being limited all week in practice. He probably plays. Chris Rump, I thought, had a better week last week than the week before. It's going to be tough. I think they're going to have to try to manufacture some pressure, get the ball out of Jacoby Brissett's hands. He's happy to do it. But one thing I'd like for this game, David, and maybe even a little challenge here, maybe you send Amari Cooper to J.C. Jackson Island, right? Maybe this is where J.C. Jackson shows up because – Amari Cooper, you can even remember in his time with the Raiders, he's a guy that if it doesn't go well early, he could self-destruct the rest of the game. Yeah, he could right? He starts dropping yeah. passes. I mean, he just looks like a completely different guy. Maybe this is a game, David, where you say, hey, I am a little worried about David and Joku. I am a little bit worried about the Chargers running game and having more guys in the box. Yeah, Maybe one way I help all of those things is by putting Amari Cooper on J.C. Jackson Island Right. And letting those two go one on one and just focus the rest of your defense around all the other problems that you have. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great point. And, you know, you might see J.C. Jackson a little bit later in some predictions that I have. Stay tuned on that one. But I love that. And I think, you know, I read an article today uh, with J.C. Jackson saying that he was about 90% back with the ankle. He said he's still learning the the defense, still getting comfortable um, in the defense, but loves Los Angeles loves the team, loves the organization, feels very, very comfortable. He said he's around a lot more people that are around his age. So he's really, really uh, fitting in, <laughs> really feeling a little different than good. New England, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit different. Um, But yeah, I, I like that a lot. Also, a lot of Derwin James and Michael Davis on David Njoku. And David Njoku is a freakishly athletic tight end. He's more of a, a wide receiver in a, in a tight end's body. You know, he, he can do some of those things. And, you know, he's having a, a really, really good year. 18 yeah. receptions, 22 targets, 201 yards. This is by far his best start to his NFL career. So Amari Cooper and David Njoku can't allow those guys to get going in the passing game, especially if Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are ripping off seven, eight yards per carry. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, though, is like if you can frustrate Amari Cooper and there's that one third and four they decide to throw for, right? And he drops a pass like that could shift the entire game. It could shift the drive. It could change all the momentum. And those are the things that you want in a game like this that could be really close. These two are two teams are both flawed, both have, you know, kind of glaring weaknesses in some spots. The Chargers are the better team, though, and the one thing that the Chargers can do to really help their defense out is getting off to a hot start because the thing is, is against a team like this, if you take them out of their element, you make them have to throw to catch up, that's an entirely different ball game. That's when you start getting mistakes from Jacoby Brissett. So the offense could be one of the Chargers' best defensive weapons. So we're going to get into the keys for success offensively coming up after this but first i need to tell you guys about simply safe something i'm really stoked about all right here's a sports analogy for you when it comes to burglars your home is like the end zone and you need the absolute strongest defense you can muster this is why i use simply safe home security at simply safe your safety is the only thing that matters it's cutting edge technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring who always have your back so you know that your home is always safe, which is a great peace of mind. I love the fact that when I'm away from home, Simply Safe's technology allows me to control all of the security devices from my app on my smartphone where I can just watch while I'm gone. It really is nice. Another thing I love about them too is they have sensors for things like fires, floods. So if you're not sure if there's a house fire or some kind of wildfire near your house, you'll get those sensors from your Simply Safe if it gets anywhere near your house. And they have 24-7 professional monitoring. The Simply Safe agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home and if you can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and outside your home, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash lockdown NFL. And you can save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up with the interactive monitoring plan and get your first month for free. Visit simplysafe.com slash lockdown NFL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. We talked about the defense, David, and I think for the Chargers, that is the place where they can really, you know, kind of stick their foot in the ground here. And if they can take care of that one thing, Maybe they get a substantial lead in this game and really can kind of dictate the terms and hopefully keep it going and no offensive drafts. We'll get into that. But I do think the most important thing for this game, David, is to get off to a quick start. Easier said than done. I mean, the Browns have had a pretty below average defense so far. They obviously were missing their best player in Miles Garrett last week, and he should be back this week. But they've also been missing Jadavian Clowney. So I think for me with this, you know, Browns defense that is missing some important pieces, Jadavian Clowney, Anthony Walker, their best linebacker as well. 
I think getting off to a quick start, getting Justin Herbert in rhythm, doing all those things that we have seen them do in certain games could really be a huge benefit to them in this game specifically, just game plan wise. It's paramount. It's absolutely paramount that the Chargers get out to a lead in this football game and they dictate how this game is going to be played. If you take the ball out of Nick Chubb's hands and out of Kareem Hunt's hands and you have to put it in Jacoby Brissett and make him have to come back and throw the football and take chances that he doesn't like to do, then you're going to run into some turnovers for the Chargers. So I I like that. I I think it's incredibly important that the Chargers get off to a lead. They dictate the pace of this game. And one of the ways that they can do that is by attacking the seams with a newly returning player who is going to be making his debut this Sunday in Cleveland. And that is the giant Donna Parham tight end six foot eight monster with the with the fantastic wingspan the great moves in the open field he is a monster in between the numbers I think the Chargers can find a lot of success if they target him and get him some opportunities to do what he does in the open field yeah I mean I do think he could help their you know explosiveness issues right I mean a part of it is always going to be game planning and I think that's another thing too in this game specifically is take some shots early, right? Yes, they have a couple please. of people that you can definitely attack. Grant Delpit is a guy that I would definitely be oh, trying yeah. to test because he's given up eight of nine of his targets so far this year. And receivers are averaging 18 and a half yards per catch against them. So yeah. that's a guy I'd be testing early. Greg Newsom's gotten off to a slow start. That's someone I would be p- trying to pick on as well. I think this is a game where if you take some chances early, it can definitely help you And one of those guys that definitely should be involved is Donald Parham. And you have to kind of factor this into the equation too, David. Gerald Everett popping up on the Thursday injury report with a hamstring. I swear to God, if the hamstrings end up being the things that hamstring this Chargers season, uh, it's going to be so frustrating. But Donald Parham returning with a hamstring, now Gerald Everett on the injury report with a hamstring. It is a little interesting that Gerald Everett still practiced, practiced in limited capacity, right? So that is kind of odd if he just had something pop up. I'm not going to rule him out for the game yet, but I would say, I mean, if we're on that topic, though, probably another week with no Keenan Allen. So that's going to yeah, be another hard thing. So if you're missing Keenan Allen and potentially Gerald Everett as well, Donald Parham is huge. And it's not just between the numbers, David. I'd love to see him in some catch and run situations. Oh, yeah. I love, really loved all the crossing routes that have worked for them. I mean, we've gotten 45 plus chunk yard gains and back to back games with some of those crossing routes and a little clear out route. More. Definitely want to see more than that. But yes, he's the guy that if you give it to him in stride, can get those yards after the catch. He can eat up a ton of ground because he yeah. is so tall and has those yeah. long strides. I do think that is a great thing that really could help the charge offense, and they could need it if yeah. they're down a couple of weapons. But how about keeping the running game going, David? This yes. is something I don't think there's any coincidence the Chargers had their best rushing attack game of the season last week, and then they put up the most points than they had all season, right? Yeah. I think there's – I mean, this is a Browns defense – that actually gives up more rushing yards per game than the Chargers do, which you'd never guess. <laughs> a better efficiency, but still allowing 4.7 yards per carry. Gave up yeah, 200 they gave yards up over 200 last yards. week. Yeah. And they've given up the third most rushing touchdowns so far this season at six. We just saw Austin Eckler getting involved in the red zone. I want to make sure that continues to happen. And I think this is another game where the Chargers can get something at least. It might not be 150 yards, but I do think it's important if they can keep that going. That's just another aspect of their offense that's going to keep them in better situations. And also uh, another thing that you can do to try to stifle the effectiveness of Miles Garrett is to run right at him. 
Miles Garrett yeah. is not one of those defensive ends that is just as good as a pass rusher as he is as a run stopper. That's not the case for him. His run defensive grade is 61.5, and his average depth of target is four yards. So he's not as average good depth of against, tackle. Yeah. Excuse me, average depth of tackle. Yes, uh, is not as good against the run as he is as a pass rusher. So you could wear him down, run at him, hit him and slow him down a little bit so he's not coming screaming off the edge. Yeah. And that's the other thing is continue to game plan help for Jamari Sawyer because in this specific game here, he is going to need it because he is going up against probably the best pure pass rusher in the NFL in Miles Garrett if he plays. So that's definitely something that you have to do. You got to make sure that Jamari Sawyer can stack good performances on top of good performances. Yeah, and that's the one thing about Miles Garrett, who probably is still going to be a little bit nicked up. I mean, definitely oh, yeah. from talking to the Lockdown Browns yesterday, it doesn't sound like he's going to be a hundred percent, but he's still a freak, right? Like yeah. he—he's a guy that like it, it doesn't even take moves sometimes or like finesse or anything, right? He can just overpower you. Yeah, uh, you do need to have a plan for Miles Garrett in this game because the other tackle could be going up against Isaac Rochelle right or something like that like so he's yeah. gonna have the tougher of the assignments that's usually where Garrett rushes from on that right side of the defense so Jamari Sawyer is gonna have his work cut out for him Jamari Sawyer though is a really really strong dude so yeah. I, I, I not that I like his chances against you know Miles Garrett but a banged up Miles Garrett maybe he can let it not derail right the entire game I mean Miles Garrett took the lunch of the first round pick rookie that he played in week one against the uh, with the Carolina Panthers this year so that was a top 10 pick. Now you're going up against a six-rounder who was the best tackle in pass blocking in the entire NFL. Not just rookies of all the tackles in the NFL last week. But, David, last thing here, maybe yeah. no offensive droughts in the second oh, half. I don't need geez. you to score on every drive in the second half. I promise you I don't. Yeah. Three consecutive games where you've had at least three consecutive drives in the second half that resulted in zero points. It can't happen again in this game. You can't let them you know, slowly kind of methodically make their way back into this game. Well, if anything, Daniel, just let's limit lim, uh, limit or eliminate the three and outs. Like, let, let's just get yeah. rid of those. Let, let's get some especially because your defense is going to need some rest. Yes. Get some consistency in your drives. Let's put some extended drives together. That is going to help your defense, who is going to be bludgeoning themselves going up against Kareem yeah. Hunt and Nick Chubb all game long. So the longer they're on the sideline getting fresh and staying fresh and keeping your offense on the field, that is only going to benefit both parties, offense yeah. and defense. So it's incredibly important in this football game that you do that. And let's remember, I, I said it on the crossover, anyone who didn't hear it yesterday, these are the quarterbacks that the Browns have gone up against so far. Joe Flacco, Baker Mayfield, Marcus Mariota, and Mitchell Trubisky, right? There's no reason that Justin Herbert, with the guys he has available, can't put up 30-plus points in this game. Oh, yeah. The offense has been so you know inconsistent that it's hard to just assume that. But this right. is also the same guy that went up against his defense last year, a different defense, but put up 209 passing yards just in the fourth in quarter the fourth. alone. And the big guy, <laughs> big part of that, eight catches, 165 yards, and two touchdowns from Mike Williams. Mm -hmm. Can Daniel reverse jinx him into doing it again? We're getting into our bold predictions in our final game predictions coming up after this, but you can bet on it. But if you are placing a bet, the place to do it, as always, is betonline.net, the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast. And the thing I love about BetOnline is that I have different options in every game throughout the game on Sunday when I'm using my bet online to get in on all the actions. And you'd be surprised how exciting a Jets-Pittsburgh Steelers game can be 
until you have something riding on it. And I love Bet Online because they have live in-game betting to choose from, right? They have all the creative prop bets that you're looking for. And they're con- your continued source of all the latest information regarding all sports teams, the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis for every game that you can find. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. You have the MLB playoffs going on this week. Go Padres. <laughs> but you can also find any sport you're looking for on there. So head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more today at BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, David. Well, we've set our pieces. There definitely are ways the Chargers can not only win this game, but win it comfortably. They're, they should. They just doesn't feel like they ever will, right? I mean, yeah. sorry to anyone who had to watch that Broncos game last night, right? Not but even sure that online could have made that one exciting. No, no, no. I don't think that they could. I mean, it is. I mean, it's like it was hard to watch because it was like I love watching this happen to the Broncos, but this is also <laughs> like a terrible game and i also still don't feel like the chargers will blow out the chargers like they should on monday night football the broncos but or yeah the broncos and you know the way they should because that broncos team is absolutely awful right now if you want to talk about offensive frustration i think we found it there but dave (laughs) let's get into our bold predictions here and get to the offensive side of things i mean the browns defense it's hard to say because of the guys they've gone against so far, kind of where the biggest weak spots are, but we've already targeted a couple. Who are you going with or what are you going with with your offensive bull prediction this week? Yeah, so offensive bull prediction this week is centered around Donald Parham. Big surprise there, right? Uh, I, I think Donald Parham is going to have a big game in his return. I think he's been chomping at the bit, uh, especially you know with everything that happened last season. I yeah. know that he is ready to get back on the football field with his teammates and make an impact. And it's I think crazy that's that exactly- that's the last time we saw him, man. Yeah. It's crazy to think it's the first time we're going to see him on the field since then. Week five of the 2022 season is the first time you are hopefully going to see Donald Parham Jr. And I think he is going to make it a memorable one. I think it's going to be five catches, 85 yards, and a touchdown for Donald Parham Jr. Yeah, I can see that. I almost went with something similar than that. But then I realized, hey, Dan, there's been two bold predictions that you've made that both times you made it. The player might not have gotten there, but it's been his only two good games of the season. So I'm going to have to let the superstition roll out this year this week again david but here we go mike williams 2021 cleveland browns in the wind he goes eight catches 165 yards two touchdowns i don't know if he's gonna do that in this game but actually i do i'm gonna say eight catches 166 yards and two touchdowns (laughs) for mike williams in this game i think he somehow one-ups his greatest performance in this one maybe missing gerald everett maybe missing Keenan Allen. I think there's going to be some shots to take in this game. And I think there could be some blown coverages and things like we saw last year too. Mike Williams getting it done in a big way. You know, I think getting people more off is, you know, case about that $20 million per year contract. But David, defensively is where this game is going to be decided more than likely. So where are you going on the defensive side of the ball? A little tougher. Speaking of getting people off of his back after earning a very large contract in the offseason. Uh-huh. I'm going to J.C. Jackson Island here, and I'm <laughs> saying J.C. Jackson, Mr. INT, is going to get his first INT of the season against the Cleveland Browns. It needs to happen. It's only a matter of time. He's getting more comfortable. He seems like he's healthier in good spirits. 
I think that's going to happen. He's going to break the seal, get that first INT on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, it feels like it's time. You know, he yeah. has been getting a lot. And I mean, there's been even the plays he's gotten beat by, right? It's like literally a fingertip it's on close. most of these yeah. plays. Like he he's getting closer and closer. He's in a new defense. I like the fact that he spent this entire week off the injury report. I yes. think that's more important Hallelujah. than most people think it is, right? Just not being on there, not being questionable. Another full and week after And getting those reps, getting, that, getting the full reps, right? Get, 100%. Getting the full yeah. reps. 100% full reps all week, getting fully invested and fully in the game plan, I think is important. And I think should lead to him getting some interceptions soon because the dude has yes. 17 in the last couple of years. He's not going to get goose egged. In and it wasn't by mistake. I promise. No. Yeah. I'll go with mine, David. The Chargers will not allow a rush over 50 yards in this game. I mean, that it is it, bold, right? I there. mean, it doesn't seem that bold, bold, but like when it's happened in 75% of the games that we've seen this season. No, I have another one, though. Maybe an even bolder one. I'm going to say the Chargers will force three fumbles this game and recover two of them. Woo! No way. Yeah, that the Chargers happens. are going to recover two fumbles in this game after I'm pretty sure, but I haven't checked my notes. I don't think they've recovered a fumble by the other team this season. I don't think they have. I mean, their takeaways, I, I don't, don't think, think they so. Were, I can't think of one off the top yeah. of my head. I think they're going to recover two this week, right? After the 17 people touching the ball on the field last week and somehow not being able to come up with the Jerry Tillery force fumble. <laughs> That's the way I'm going with you it. You wanted week. bold. You got it from Daniel Wade. <laughs> three force fumbles. They're actually going to recover. Not even all three, but they will recover two of them. All right, Dave, let's get into our game predictions here. I ended up going 28-24 on the crossover episode yesterday with the Chargers, and I frankly didn't feel good about it. Still don't feel good about it, but I do think it's a realistic score. I mean, I think that the Browns could, you know, have a desperation score late that maybe makes this game seem a little closer than it should. And if you're watching the Chargers, it seems like they're always going to give up a late score that's going to make it closer than it should be. But the Chargers absolutely should win this game. 28 points. Second most they have all season, but I do think the possessions will be limited. So this is based on, you know, having a lot of success in the red zone with guys like Donald Parham, with guys like Mike William and and cashing in once you get there. But David, we don't know who you're going to pick this week. I have an idea. I mean, I I feel like you're going to pick the Chargers, but if there was ever a game that I think make you second guess it, maybe this is the one. I feel absolutely terrible about this game. (laughs) And, and it scares the the daylights yeah. out of me. I'm going to be a hundred percent honest. Nick yeah. Chubb and Kareem Hunt are terrifying men, especially going up against the Chargers defense that is giving up over five yards of carry on the ground. It, and six just, yards of carry to running backs, which is insane. Yes. It's just thank you. Yeah. More fuel to my fire here, and the reason why I am still not going to pick the Chargers to lose. Yeah, I, I, I had to look at this and, and remember that the Chargers have a much superior offense, a, a lot more firepower in that department, and I feel like they're going to be able to do enough uh, against Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt on the ground to be able to not allow them to take over the football game. So w- with that being said, I do have the Chargers winning this game, but I feel like it's going to be very, very close and very uncomfortable. So I'm going... 21 to 17 chargers get the win i think it is going to be a low scoring affair yeah i mean this is the other thing that's going to play a huge factor into it right the chargers probably aren't going to have their kicker this weekend they're probably going to have their practice squad kicker that they just signed coming up to kick in this game a guy who doesn't have a lot of experience and is going to be playing in a huge game for the chargers let's not leave it up 
to that dude. How about Please. that? There's a, there's another key for success for you. But hey, what are Austin Eckler too, right? I mean, I think yeah. one of the things that made me feel him. better about this game is how scared Browns fans and Browns analysts and Browns podcasts are of this Chargers offense. From the outside looking in, people don't see the frustration the Chargers have had in the second half, and they just see, you know, a team that can put up points in a hurry with a robot quarterback that should absolutely shred this defense in back-to-back season. Who practiced but, fully both days yeah. this week. That I mean, and also, I mean, I, th- I thought he looked night and day different oh, uh, yeah. between the Jaguars absolutely. game and last week against the Texans. So having a healthy-ish Justin Herbert does make a big difference. Healthier, dude. yeah. Healthy. I mean, I do. This whole thing is put into perspective too, just like how impressive that Philip Rivers Ironman streak was, right? Like it's just unbelievable. Like, hey, most guys do miss games every once in a while, and they do yeah. get hurt. Justin Herbert, though, his own Ironman, you know, test has already been going on, and he's been passing it with flying colors so far. And he has definitely everything it takes to go and beat the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland this week and get to three and two before taking on a terrible Broncos team on Monday Night Football. And I. Just go blow them out, please. But, hey, we're not looking ahead. We're looking at this game. If the Chargers can stack a win here, set themselves up with a good matchup against the Broncos, man. I mean, the season can start changing right before our eyes. But Absolutely. make sure that you guys don't miss our reactions to it. We will be going live with our post-game show earlier than last week since neither of us are going to Cleveland for the game. So make sure you guys go check out and make sure you're subscribing everywhere and following everywhere so you don't miss our Chargers post-game after the Chargers wrap-up against the Cleveland Browns on Sunday. It is an early game, 10 o'clock Pacific time, 1 p.m. Eastern, so make sure you guys are ready for that. And make sure you don't miss our post-game show. Subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free wherever you get your podcast from, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever, and make sure you're rating and reviewing if you like the show as well. You can also find the show on all of our social media. We post it out to all of our social media every day. You can do that by following me on Twitter at DanTalkSports, David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DrotalkSD. You can also find the show's page at Locked On LAC as well. We also post every day to our Locked On Chargers Facebook page, and we also post it to our at Locked On Chargers Instagram page. Thank you guys again for making us your first listen. If you need a second listen, make sure to make Peacock and Williamson show the show for you with Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Mount Williamson, giving you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes, keeping you up to date with everything around the league, free and available wherever you get your podcast from. But Dave, that's going to do it for us today. If you guys want to call in and get your questions in after the game, you can call in to 323-524-7924. But be back here with us for the Chargers post-game show after they wrap up against the Browns on Sunday. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.